Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Human Blueprint. I'm Angelo, and we have Herman today. And we have another special topic lined up for everybody, something that I think is near and dear to both mine and Herman's heart. I mean, growing up, basketball was, and sports just in general, were a part of my life. It was something that I enjoyed doing, enjoyed playing, enjoyed competing. And it was something that I just wanted to do every single day. And I remember at one point in my life, like my dream was to be a professional athlete. And as I've gotten to know Herman throughout the years, Herman was quite the sports player himself. Herman was playing basketball. And what other sports did you play, Herman? Played virtually everyone, but basketball was the one I found to be the most joyous for me. Definitely. And as our current times, no really live sports are happening. All of them are delayed or are cut off. And so a very special documentary has come out recently. And I think it's gained a lot of attention because everybody enjoys watching it. And since there's no sports to watch, there's a documentary on one of the greatest that has played the game of basketball by the name of Michael Jordan. So has anybody seen The Last Dance? Does anybody know what show our documentary we are referring to. Let us know in the comments if you've seen it uh, and how far you are and, and you know what you've taken away from it so far. We want to share some stories and just have a conversation about it to share what it meant to us and how we were able to apply some of the things that he really emulated in his game. Because I think that no matter what you're doing in your life, whether it's maybe you don't play basketball, but it's not really about basketball. It's about the character. It's about the principles that were applied to get the results, which was a championship. And I think if we could take those things, apply them to our life, we could start winning at more, at more things. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I feel this topic has been a long time coming because every time we do this, people mainly watch it because they just want to know they want to be the closet watcher sometimes and they want to know just a little bit more, a little bit more about you, a little bit more about you. So today, if you really want to know about that, don't go anywhere because this is where we're going to go and dive a little deeper. Exactly. So Herman, I know that, you know, growing up when you were playing, like Jordan was a, a big inspiration to you. Like how, how did it, how did he inspire you? Was it something that like, you clicked with right away or share a little bit about like your story or your journey? So growing up, my family did not really watch sports at all. Like they would just watch Olympics. That would to them would be like the biggest scope of sports they would watch. And then Herman comes along. It's like, well, what's this? Oh, what's that? What's this? What's that? And it's like all these sports. And then like sports was on like all the time. Right. Or like, that's all I would be playing. That's all I'd be studying. That's all I'd be doing because I really liked how, people were able to excel at such a high level. And I was like, oh, wow, I can do that. Oh, what if I can do this? And it's like, why can't average people be like that? And I was like, well, something was missing. And I was like, I need to find that something. And I found that something through basketball and through martial arts and through my upbringing. And I feel if everybody just had a little snippet of that or a little piece of that, they'd get much better results. And I would say what how I really started hearing about him, MJ, was in school. Everybody would be wearing 
number 23 or they would be talking about the previous game like who is this person you're talking about i don't know who this is because we don't watch that and it's like no you gotta watch it so they start bringing in their their cards they had like these cards at the time and they bring it in and oh right <laughs> so everybody was into it and like they just want a little piece of him they thought he was like uh his airness they would call him right they thought he walked on air because he was considered basketball royalty mm-hmm. so i was like okay so we started studying and then I started picking up the game. I made my first basketball team grade four, grade five, I believe. And at the time, I was not very good at all. But I knew how to defend. I knew how to run. I knew how to chase behind you. I knew to make sure that you didn't get the ball. Like, that's all I knew. I couldn't shoot. I didn't know how to dribble that well at all, right? So teacher comes up to me and says, you know what? I see that you have this heart. I see that you have this drive, but you don't have the skill. Go home watch this come back so what i did was every single day after school whenever there was so on saturdays there was something called inside stuff that was my what do you call ritual so saturday morning 12 p.m inside stuff i used to watch that inside in and out so there was ahmad rashad there was i and eagle who used to do the the top 10 and I used to watch that religiously because I was like, look at all these people. And who was always in the top one, two, three, four, five of the top 10? MJ. And I was like, I got to study his game. I have to study what he does. I have to study how he brings it to the every single night. And once I was able to study and study and study, you realize and you pick up on a few things. And the reason why I liked the last dance was because it was almost like edification of when I didn't have internet growing up, when I didn't have the cell phone, you didn't have the behind the scenes as you do now in today's world of social media. Mm-hmm. So back then, when you used to watch inside stuff or you watched an interview, you were looking to absorb anything and everything from that to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to add this to my game or you know what? I'm going to add this to my pregame or add that to my postgame. And it was like, wow. And then now today, everyone has it so available, but they, they don't have that same drive. They don't have that same, what's the word? ability that that they feel almost like they press a button they expect it to just come to them easily versus you know what let's study every single angle let's, let's read between the lines let's look through every single thing and comb through it 10 times going through it a hundred times a thousand times and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it again and once you keep doing that with that drive i feel that when you're in the best position and you put yourself in the best position results tend to go in your favor but a lot of times people just think, oh, he's great. You didn't see his struggles. It took him seven years before he won his first championship in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Why? He was going against some great teams. He was the, probably the best individual player, but not the greatest team player. Mm-hmm. And so his coach at the time, uh, what's his name, Collins, helped him become the greatest individual player where he was the best offense and defensive player. And last time I checked, very few people not named MJ could ever win scoring title and defensive player of the year and MVP. Very few people I think could ever win that. Mm -hmm. And he did it, but he didn't have the championship to put the icing on the cake. And so once coaches were switched, once systems were in place, once the, a, a gentleman named Tex Winter came in, applied a system known as the triangle, it created a, a synonymous ability where it didn't matter. You could shoot dribble or pass 
everybody was accountable for their one spot, their one station. So it was like there was always a triangle from every single angle, but you it took away the the thinking part of you had to over dribble or took away the part that you isolated someone or you took away the part that someone felt like they were not included. So it involved everybody. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it takes so long to learn it is because a lot of people play for themselves. They don't play for the team. And one thing that Tex Winner really gave was he showed people how to play as a team and as a unit. And because of that, when he took it to the Bulls with Phil Jackson, great. Everyone knew what where the triangle was going to go, but they still couldn't beat it. Then they take it to the Lakers, and then they have a three-peat. But no one has ever been able to successfully do it without Phil Jackson because no one has that ability to understand what it takes to acclimate in terms of how he learned Zen or learned ancient Asian tradition and applied that towards the game itself. And I feel it's a lost art. And I feel if a lot of people would actually just open their eyes to culture, open their eyes to not just what they know as of right now, but open their eyes to the, a larger scope, a bigger lens, you'll be able to see greater things. And if you apply, like how I'm saying, like you pick up every little thing, like just, just study, 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 study. You want to absorb, put yourself in a better position every time. And then when it comes to game time, you go out in the real world, world presses start again. Everyone's at the starting line. Everybody's got to go at the same time. Who's going to get to the finish line? Who's going to get ahead? Well, all depend on who's going to be positioned. And I feel one thing that I've learned best from that, from the last dance, is when you see him, people say he wasn't the greatest teammate, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. It wasn't that. If somebody wants to win and they finally figured out and worked so hard to win, they didn't just want to go through the motions. They didn't just want to go through and just say, oh, well, next year. No, Barkley did that. His team showed up, was going through the motions. They thought they were going to beat Jordan's Bulls. Jordan said he was the better player, and they won, and Barkley never won a championship and never came close again. And so you look at a lot of greats, you look at Malone, you look at he never won a championship, Stockton never won a championship, Miller never won a championship. You look at all these guys, and you say, why? And it's always the same person, Jordan, 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 right? And he took down some great teams. He took down the Pistons, Detroit, right? Mm -hmm. Two-time, right? Took down the Celtics, took down the Lakers. And when you look at it, he created what we call a dynasty. And... Had he not retired, had Phil Jackson stayed on or his, his contract extended, who's to say eight to 10 championships were not out of the question? Exactly. It'd almost be like a decade of winning. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you brought up a lot of key points. One of the key points that I think you brought up is the drive. And I think if you look in today's world, there is, there is information everywhere. I mean, there's things everywhere. And some of them are good. For example, this podcast. And not saying it's information, but it is wisdom. It's things that are accessible to you. But how many people actually value it? Or how many people actually take the time to study it, to learn it, and to apply it into their life? I would argue that very few people do. Whereas opposed to like back in the day, like you were saying, it wasn't as accessible. So people when they got it, they actually valued it and they cherished it and they made sure that, you know, they remembered it. So I think that was like a huge uh, distinction between today and, and back then. 
And then he talked about Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson and his background, which was interesting because when I watched that, I had no clue. But when they started talking about how he studied Zen and how he applied this and you see the team is in a circle and they're communicating and they're, you know, being flexible, you can see that there's more there than just basketball players. It was like you mentioned, the culture that was established. And when they played together, they played with harmony. And I think that that's a lot of things that a team doesn't really have nowadays because, like you said, more people are out for themselves and not really in it for the team. So let's talk a little context, Angelo. Some person came up to me, and quite a few people come up and say this quote because Jordan said it. They say, oh, you'll never make any shot you don't take, so you just keep taking shots. And I said, okay. So does that mean that we should just have one player on the team take all the shots because that's what the quote says, and then we don't need the other four, so it's just one on five every single time? Does that mean that as soon as you get the ball, you don't even look for the best position player that has an easier shot? You just take the hardest, most difficult one because you're all about yourself taking your shot? No. Context. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take a shot because it's you're in the right position and you have the chance to win, of course you take the shot. But you have to make sure that if someone has a better one and they're a better shooter than you and they are more dependable than you, that's when you have to hand off because you want to get as many, how do we say, guarantees, right? So if someone is shooting maybe 90% or, or more from the free throw line and, you know, there was a technical foul and they were supposed to be on the line, but you're only shooting 50, but you say, no, I got to take all my shots because that's what Jordan said. Are you going to put the team at risk because your ego's in the way? Because you just want to put your shot up, but to somebody else with a higher chance of winning the game for you? Are you, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where you have to understand. You remember all the game winners he made. You don't remember all the misses he's made. And he has missed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing that you don't really see. I mean, even watching the documentary, you don't see the misses. They don't highlight that. They highlight the times that he made it. And I think the context is so important because, yes, you have to have the courage to take the shot. You can't be afraid to jump in life. But is it a high percentage shot? Is there a way that you can strategize it to make it a better, more chance of it going in? Mm -hmm. And I feel a lot of people, they just want to be the hero of their shot or or their life, but they're not helping others around them become the hero. Do you understand? See, Mm -hmm. when you help everybody around you become great, then they will help you when, when you least expect that you can lean on them. So that when you are having a rough time or a rough day, or let's say you get double, triple teamed and someone's wide open, you can pass it, you can trust it, and you can trust that they're going to make that shot. Just like in life and leadership, right? We can't do everything ourselves. That's literally impossible. That's why in a business, if that were true, then it just takes one person to run maybe a 5,000 employee business. How come there's not just one person running it? Mm-hmm. How come not just one person running every single franchise or every single location? See, we need a team and you have to learn to develop people into a team. You have to learn to help them develop that they're not playing for themselves, but they're playing for the greater, greater vision. 
And you as a leader have to learn to bring that out in people. You as a leader have to learn to develop that in people. But in order for you to do that first, you got to do it to lead by example. And for a lot of people, specifically on this planet, until you learn to get out of your own way, you may just be knocking on the door of greatness, but nobody's going to answer until you have the necessary tools or the leverage to get that door open. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to develop people, to build relationships with people. Because at the end of the day, it's so hard to do it alone. And it's not fun when you do it alone. You know, I mean, it's not fun to celebrate by yourself. Like one of the best things about winning is in the locker room after the game, you know, you just, you get to celebrate with your team. You get to, you know, you guys all enjoy that moment together. That's what makes it so special. When you go home, it's not as fun if you were to just go home right after the game. And that's why being a part of of a team is so rewarding. And I think that there's a lot that people could learn from the system that was developed and the system that was applied. You see the GM, Jerry never said, you know what, let's go just get high firepower and just surround it with surround him with firepower. No. What did he do? He surrounded him with some of the greatest defenders of all time. Great defenders, great length, great basketball minds so that they could fill the role so that the person who was, I would say, the star, if not one of the greatest of all time, would not be interfered warring if they're going to get, who's going to get the last shot? No, they're going to do everything, go to war, and make sure that they're in the best position so that when it came down to the last shot, we all knew who were going to take that shot. And it didn't matter where you were and how well you defended it, they were going to get the ball and they were going to take that shot. Mm-hmm. And so I feel sometimes we all want to be the Jordan in life. We all want to be the superstar in life but sometimes we have roles to play first and we have to earn our way into the spotlight, earn our way into that larger role or into a more trusted role. But are you taking your role seriously and being comfortable doing your role and expanding just that role first? Are you comfortable where you didn't get the spotlight or you didn't get to take any shots because someone was so good. They made over so many percentage of their shots. Like, are you willing to play your role? Are you willing to be a a good supporting cast? And when it comes your time, ready to deliver because you've positioned yourself you've prepared yourself you were ready to go see a lot of people aren't willing to do that Mm -hmm. that's why it's very difficult to build a dynasty i really enjoyed in his rookie year when he came onto the bulls and they were nobody they weren't good at all and some things happened right away and he just knew that, okay, like, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Like, he took that initiative upon himself that if they were going to win games, he had to give everything to put them in a position to win. And the thing that I really liked was in the beginning, he said that, like, he wasn't, he couldn't do it through his words. He couldn't just lead the team through his words because he was the rookie who was going to listen to him. So he said he had to do it through action. Mm -hmm. And that is true leadership right there. And everybody began to realize how great he was. And they saw greatness all over him, inside of him. And it was his ability to absorb what it is that he learned and apply it right away. 
mm -hmm. right? He was able to, to make that, that transition quickly because there was a thirst, a hunger to be greater so that they could fit in or even be better than fitting in. But a lot of people, they don't want to play their role. They don't want to be the rookie. They, they just want to show up and just magically be the MJ. Doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work that way at all. I think one thing that we talk about a lot is enthusiasm. So is that a key ingredient to have when you're learning something new? Does that help the application process? Of course, because when you stumble, fall, falter, fail on your first attempt, do you give up right away? <laughs> if you did, then why do you walk? Why mm -hmm. do you walk? Because you, you must have stumbled before you learn to stand. Nobody knew how to stand like fully without falling a, a few times. Are you going to give up on the first attempt? Last time I checked, you're still walking. Didn't give up. But you see, there were no excuses then. Somehow you found excuses now. And if you learn from the great ones, they don't have any. And they also don't have any limitations. Mm -hmm. They're not putting limitations on themselves. And they definitely can't put it on others. Because mm -hmm. that's just going to affect the overall mission. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And for a lot of us, we have to learn to emulate the different things around us. So let's say you're not into sports. Well, doesn't mean that this isn't for you. It just means, you know what, what can I take from it? Let's say I'm in business. What could I take from how he learned his craft and then apply it to my craft? What can I take learning how he led people? Maybe I can lead them even better than he did. Like, what are you taking from it? There's always ways to improve. But if you only see failure and limitation, that's all you will become. But if all you see is opportunity and another chance to become greater or better, then that's what you will become. And I feel we need to look at everything as an opportunity, even the times we live in. Look at it as a chance to build. Look at it as a chance like, okay, reset. Everybody starts at the same starting line. What are you going to do? You're going to position yourself or are you going to just do as what you want as you did before? Mm -hmm. exactly perspective is so important and if you don't have any then hopefully this helped give you some mm -hmm. so i know that you know we could probably talk for days about this topic but we want to know you know your input we want to know your feedback we want to know what you learned or took away if you did have an opportunity to watch us and if not, you know, what did you learn or take away from this episode? Share a comment below, or you can text Herman 818-928-3639. Get in touch and let's get connected. Yeah, thank you. I mean, if you want to talk sports, we can talk sports all day. You want to talk leadership, we can talk that all day. Whatever you want to talk about, that's why we do this. We want to put the resources out there to make sure like a lot of people have that support. So they don't feel alone. They don't feel isolated. And we want to make sure we're there to help you. Exactly. So thank you to each and every person that tuned into this episode. And we have more. So watch them all. Binge watch them all. Like and subscribe. And be sure to check out the description because we have some events coming up. And we don't want you to miss out on them. Thank you. Thanks.